I'm sure you've moved before, moved into a new area, moved into a a new community. You've either done it as an individual with a family or maybe as a business owner. Some of you might remember Matt Eichmann, who's been on Tonka Talk before. Hello, Matt. How's it going, Natalie? Thanks for having me. On Tonka Talk, we talk about the ways people create community and connection. And Matt does that really well, despite his shy demeanor. And his quiet voice. Super shy. Super shy. Super shy. Matt is the CEO of Abracadabra Wildlife and Pest Control, and he hosts a new podcast that's about to launch, and it's called Homegrown Hustle. Now, the the lead in there about moving. So Matt's business is in the Lake Minnetonka area, which is where Tonka Talk lives. You expanded your business into another community. And you're kind of really getting things going there. And I wanted to talk about, because around here, you're dialed in. Matt, go, he's involved with the Chambers. You do some different networking groups. And his company also hosts Princess Party Pals. They did this this last summer where people got to come with their kids and spend time with these princesses. Princesses. I was not the princess. You were not the princess. <laughs> Although I think more people would come if you were. <laughs> All right. We'll think about that for next year. But he does a lot, point being, around the community. But you've been in this area for a while and lived here. But now you're creating something new or in a new area, same business. How, how, do you, how do you do that? Because around here, like I said, you've been around for a long time. How you've lived in the area, worked in the area. How do you do this in an entirely new community? So that's a really big question. So let me unpack it a little bit. Um, Hey, so first of all, thanks for the kind words. So it's like a little bit too much for me. I appreciate your, your kindness there. Um, it just kind of comes naturally for us. Um, it's kind of how I was raised was to just care about people. Um, so community is really what drives a lot of like my, my personal direction, but because I'm a business owner, I get to have a little bit more impact and I think that's pretty cool. So it's taken a while to really grow and get to the point where we're at. But um, a few years ago, we really had to sit back and look at our strategy um, for growth as a company and really create some some vision so that we can create direction. Um, and we were looking at just like what gave us the best output from a growth standpoint. And when we moved into our first location in um, Mound, it really kind of shored up some relationships that we had. It, established like a level of permanence almost and really just became a place that now people are starting to identify with being part of mound um so after kind of coming to that epiphany we just realized like if we want to be if we want to grow in other communities and expand being on the west side of lake minnetonka has some limitations um but the what we really care about the connection and really becoming more than just a transactional business with the community. Like we got to be there. Yeah. And you have to actually be there. You can't just want to be part of a community. Um, when you're present, just like presence and proximity goes a long way. So we, we set a direction where we're looking to expand, um, into additional sub markets to the twin cities, forest lake, um, is where we found our second location and really got lucky with kind of the trajectory of the real estate market and just how everything was going, but moved into a great location, very similar to what we have going on over here in Mound. 
and then um it sat for a little while because mm-hmm. it was a little further away than i thought at first so had to learn through some of those things um and and really get somebody to be out there so since since we first opened that about a, a year ago we've also added a third location in northeast minneapolis and it really just kind of replicating that model of finding a neighborhood community where we can be present in it and be present and then the next step would be networking finding the connections and the people within that sub community and just establishing authentic relationships with Mm -hmm. them not about a transaction but real really about trying to understand the community because each one although we're all in minnesota we're all in the midwest they're different and um yeah we've kind of just taken a really it's it's a big step to when you talk about expanding your business. And what I'm hearing you say is it's it's that showing up, not just show up and open your business, but what are what's already going on in that community. Mm-hmm. You've done this thought leader blog through Abracadabra on your website where you have featured and highlighted different people in the community and what they're doing and what they're up to. Is that something that you're doing also at the different at the different locations? Um yeah, so that's a great question. So we've been doing the thought leadership in kind of a blog form for about two years now, and we've we've interviewed uh, almost a hundred small business owners or, or local thought leaders in their different um, areas, and we wanted to kind of replicate a, a similar type of growth and depth of understanding for the local business market, but we didn't want to have redundancies in our business. Mm-hmm. So they actually took that same kind of thread and we're launching a, a podcast in December um, where it's really focused on local business. And, and obviously it's not going to be specific to the Forest Lake area, but that's where it's starting because um, when we have conversations, with, like I just want to be able to take that and try to help people shine with it a little bit. Because yeah, the owners yeah. forget like how much of a unicorn they are so it's like running a business is very very difficult and sometimes talking about it and then hearing yourself and seeing yourself talk about it um it goes a long way for for how people feel about themselves and in their business and i think it's empowering and it's really inspirational for me i love business i love seeing people mm-hmm. um grow their business and i i'm passionate about helping people kind of work through those things because i've come a long way and i still have a long way to go but when you have a community of business owners with similar experiences, now you got support. Mm-hmm. Now you have more ideas. Now you have like experiences, all those things. When you haven't done it, all that uncertainty makes, makes decisions very difficult and that doesn't move the needle for a business. So just a little bit of selfishness for me. Cause I love learning from other business owners, but also I like how it makes people feel. Yeah. And it's cool to kind of snowball that idea and see what type of community we we can create around being a business owner. Yeah. And it's really nice. What I like about your Thought Leader blog and going into doing Homegrown Hustle, the podcast that's going to come out, is the way that you you showcase and share about these business owners. You get to know more who they are. It's not just about the business. Because just like with Abracadabra, it's wildlife and pest control. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, exactly. Super sexy. There's there's only so much you can talk about that, but you've managed to take that and really make it part 
of a community and build that community. So when you go into these other spaces and you replicate those actions of the Thought Leader blog, and now with the podcast, it gives people, I think, this insight to maybe businesses they're familiar with or not, but where they really get to know the business owner or the people working there. And that really, in my mind and experience, strengthens that relationship between a business and their customers. Tell me more about Homegrown Hustle, the podcast, which I can't wait to listen to. What kind of topics are you going to tackle? Um, so really, the kind of the structure around it has a pretty similar workflow for us to how we're doing the Thought Leaders, where we have so much time allocated to really do this. Um, we, we put it out to essentially any small business owner that would want to sign up for it. And then if they, like, if they go through the steps and carve the time out in their day, We'll talk about pretty much anything business. Like I know the things I love to talk about, but but that interview we really talk about um, the stories behind the people, similar to the yeah. thought leader. Yeah. I mean, the like in business, like as we're growing, we try to create all these like what our business is supposed to look like and how we're supposed to look because this is our business, and we start to create all these like layers um, of what it's supposed to look like, and then when we see other business owners we don't realize that they have stuff that's not going right too. Like we just see like the grass, the grass is greener type of scenario. So seeing that other people are humans and talking about failures, shortcomings, successes and strategy around that. Um, and then how it impacts like their life. Cause there's more to, there's so much more to life than working. And I, I love working, but like, I can't do it all the time. So, um, just being able to help share that human side and let people kind of let their guard down a little bit and realize how much of a badass they are. Because business owners are, they're incredible people. I mean, Mm -hmm. in in this country, like we kind of owe it to our country to be successful, to create more opportunity for people. And that's like, I believe wholeheartedly in that. And I just, yeah, people, the the interesting thing, Natalie, is people kind of, um, when I first started the thought leadership, they like thought I was working some type of angle, like almost like I was a marketing company or something, right? Where I'm just trying to create some type of conversation dialogue that people can like reference for learning materials and also learn about their community because it is local business oriented. And, uh, it took a while for people to realize that I don't have an angle. It's not a scam. No, like (laughs) I look like a like a very scammy guy you're not um no it's just like well i'll have to paint the picture if you're if you're listening to this on the podcast and not watching the video matt what are you in your 30s early 30s yeah right but he's got very long dreadlocks very handsome man it's kind of but doesn't fit your stereotypical i own a business with three locations i'm coming in to do this it's you and if you're if you're familiar with the Lake Minnetonka community or wherever you live, if there's a section of your community where it's a bit more high end, the 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 homes on the lake, you know, it's a higher end, mm-hmm. the services that people provide, the shopping, and then Matt shows up. <laughs> but you've done an amazing job of really bridging that gap. And I think that it's important to have more of that, just different types of people in business. And in my mind, I always look at you and go, I love the fact that you represent 
business owners who are, in my mind, because I'm in my 50s, you're so young, you know, in your in your early 30s, but going out, making decisions, expanding their businesses, working with other people, building community, making connections. It shows, I think, other people who are younger and thinking of maybe starting their own business that they can do it too. And it doesn't need to be done wearing a tie hmm. or a yeah. jacket. I mean, I like I like to look nice and wear nice stuff, but like like you said, I have dreadlocks down to my belt. I'm a I'm a white guy. It's not like the most normal thing, especially in the Lake Minnetonka area. But mm-hmm. um the cool thing about this area and just community in general is like People want to learn about you. Um, and there's just this level of Minnesota nice that's really authentic and um, kind of taking control. It took it took a while when I was young, really getting into business to like feel like I belonged mm. in, in those business. Like it was yeah. really uncomfortable. Like I kind of love being uncomfortable because i know that's the space where there's room for growth and change and improvement Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make it easy to walk into a a group of 45 business people you're 22 years old you got dreadlocks looking like sideshow bob from the simpsons (laughs) like like that it took a lot for me to learn and realize that these are just people too like and if i actually want to make change i can't sit around and let somebody give me permission for that you got to go like Mm-hmm. you got to do stuff in business yeah. um and i'm just okay with failure it, like because the biggest failure i have typically isn't going to be that big of a failure in business like it's just a learning opportunity so trying exactly stuff, failing i get to move the needle in a different direction to to learn more so yeah it's how it's how we learn it's how we learn we learn through struggles through failure through getting up and trying again and Taking that point of view as business as you do it and what I think that with your podcast that's coming up and the Thought Leader blog, it helps kind of disarm people and invites them to share maybe a little bit of vulnerability and truth where oftentimes I think, especially in business, it's you this feeling or thought that maybe you need to constantly maintain this level of of professionalism and perfection, not that not that professionalism looks different to different people. And that's why I get such a kick out of it. You know, like you said, you got the dreadlocks and everything, but Matt goes to some of the nicest chamber events, the luncheons. (laughs) Why is that a chamber of loves over there? That's right. And I think that's such a great example of how it's not about how you look to fit in. It's about carving out that space to fit in. If there's not an existing space for you as an individual or a business owner, my point of view is then, then carve it out. Find out what's needed in the community. And that's something that I think you've done and how you've been able to expand your business. With Homegrown Hustle, with the podcast, Do you? what do you hope to achieve with that? Just want to help somebody. Like, what helps somebody, that's kind of it. Um because you'll be able to, you know. like I said, I don't really have an angle. I just yeah. hope that somebody gets value from mm-hmm. it. Because I know having resources and a place to go, not everyone can like go into those those networking meetings and interact with people and create those learning opportunities. Like mm-hmm. some people, mm-hmm. that's really really hard for them, but they still have a business and they need to learn somehow. Yeah. And having a resource that isn't direct human interaction, maybe that's a 
best way for them to learn and improve. Um, I'm like a compulsive networker, like to a fault at times where I overcommit to things. And that's something I really had to regulate as I was growing was like, how, how do I spend my time? Who do I take advice from? Where, where do I go to learn? How do I take that and actually move the needle in my business? Mm -hmm. Um, so really back to your original question, I just, I wanted to help people, hopefully inspire people that are kind of on the edge or maybe working through something difficult. Um, I'm a resource. I'll, like this stuff kind of gets me excited. Um, so yeah. I hope somebody reaches out to me with some type of business question. I'm not an expert, but mm -hmm. a sounding board is such a, like, it's, it's such an important thing that a lot of people don't have, especially as a business owner or a parent or mm -hmm. any, like life is hard. So having somebody to talk to, um, or talk about it and mm -hmm. maybe even vent about it, like, that's important, but business is like yeah. people have this this business face that they have. To yeah, you can't you can't but, be vulnerable. Well, it's like people can feel that. Like I've found that people, when they find authenticity, they like gravitate towards it because they they know what to expect. Um, I mean that that's how my parents raised me. I don't know anything else other than authentic, and mm -hmm. I try to be as polite and nice as possible to everybody, but. Not everybody likes me, and at least I know they don't like me because of who I am, not because of somebody I was pretending to be. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry to all those people, if anyone out there doesn't like me, but um, just like being real is such a, I mean, it's not a rarity, but like it's, mm -hmm. it's nice to find. Yeah, and I think when someone, when they can look and go, okay, well, here's this guy, and he's grown his business and he's done it done it while being himself while making mistakes and while growing from that and along the way giving a platform and a voice to other business owners and that's one of the things that and I think you might agree business owners are often sometimes really good at what they do mm. really good at the work itself but not always the best about marketing or getting the word out about that not everybody likes to talk to them talk about themselves not everybody is like me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every everybody has their things that that they're good at, right? Yeah. And then there's the, there's things that you're not as good at, and there's things that you're just terrible at. And, and a lot of people, myself included, for quite a while, like I would focus on those things where I was coming short. Mm -hmm. Right. And in my business, what I realized is that being perfect didn't actually move the needle. Yeah. It, it actually kept me in like a stagnant place with a lot of frustration where when I doubled and tripled down on the stuff that I was really good at. Yeah. Now my output was umpteen, umpteen times more than mm -hmm. what we would have had had I spent the same amount of time yeah. fixing something. So knowing like being humble enough to know like you're not the best, that's what's harder for a business yeah. owner. Because business owners are control freaks a lot of times. They own it all. They're passionate. It's theirs. They built it from the ground up. So letting somebody else have control yeah. takes a lot of trust. And that's really hard. I, I've gone through that. And even with my family, like my two of my brothers work with me, like trust is there. Obviously, they're my family, but it's like your baby almost. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Growing a business is such a transformational thing to go mm -hmm. through because like the business owner owners like they have to reinvent and reimagine themselves so many times so true as the business grows um and when they stop doing that the business stops mm -hmm. or it dies one of the two yeah. um 
So like that, that's why I think everyone should be a business owner somehow, or at least like try and what's worse. You try try to be in control of things around you and like be in control of your future. And then it fails and you go back to whatever job you're doing anyway. Yeah. But that's where the growing happens. That's where the fun starts. I think it's when in those challenging moments, exactly. It's scary. And if it's not scary, it's, it's not big enough. You know, if it were if it were if that if it were simple, everybody would be doing it kind of mm-hmm. thing. But there's a lot of growth that can occur, and I'm glad that you're talking about it and continuing to do now. Go ahead with this podcast and continue with the Thought Leader series. I'll share in the show notes where you can find the Thought Leader series, and as soon as the podcast is up, we'll share a link to that as well and keep talking yeah, about we'll it. Have to get you and. Kelly and the rest of the Olson Global team over there or something. Yes, right. We'll have to get over there and get on the pod, get on the podcast. Yeah, your, yours is a lot nicer in here than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not where we started. I know. I started at my on my couch. <laughs> I mean, this is awesome. You ladies are like super inspiring um, to just see everything you do because you like it's not easy to do this stuff. Plus all the other stuff you got going yeah, on. This is this is this is the fun stuff. It's just like you said, the stuff getting involved in the community and a passion of mine is sharing people's stories and what they're doing. And for the same reason, I'm mm-hmm. fascinated by how people connect, what drives them to do what they're doing, how they ended up becoming so passionate about a specific thing. And that's what Tonka Talk is all about, how people create community and connection. So I'm so glad you shared, Matt. I'm happy to have you back on here again. And I'm sure we'll... I appreciate it. And all the kind words. Um, You're so nice. (laughs) I always appreciate our time together. Yeah, good to to have you here. And I know we'll have Matt back again talking about different things because, again, he's pretty dialed in in the community that I live and work with. So I can't just help but run into him. (laughs) Thank you, Matt and everybody else. I will talk to you later.